Ribble FM. Weather. Here is your weather forecast for the weekend. Another generally dry day on Saturday, although cloudier than yesterday. Some brighter periods are likely with spells of hazy sunshine. Breezy at times, but a bit milder. The chance of drizzle in some areas on Sunday. Otherwise dry and occasionally bright. Maximum temperatures of 9 degrees C. Break a leg. Brought to you by Quilly Gotti Stone and Tile. A huge range of porcelain, ceramic, mosaics, plus traditional Victorian and natural tiles. If you're looking for high quality natural stone for your home, call 0161 480 2528 or visit Quilly Gotti Stone and It is appealing Everything the traffic will allow Nowhere could you have that happy feeling When you are stealing that extra bow There's no people like show people They smile when they are low Yesterday they told you you would not go far That night you opened and there you are Stay on your dressing room, they found a star. Let's go on with the show. Here we are with another edition of Break a Leg, all things theatrical and musical theatre. My name is Ian Cheeseman, and hopefully you'll agree that you're in for a bit of a treat today. We've got two West End stars, Joanna Woodward and Tim Mahendran, coming up, and also George Kemp, who will be starring in The Time Machine at the Lowry Theatre very, very soon. Great guests, and in the second hour of the show, we'll have loads and loads of great music from Disney legends, the Sherman Brothers, and they have written some absolute stonkers you will know them particularly from Mary Poppins so loads of great music to come a little later on as well but before we meet my first guest who is Joanna Woodward who stars in The Time Traveller's Wife which is currently running in the West End we're going to hear a song now from a show that I went to watch this week I've seen it before I've seen Amdram and I've seen professional versions of Calendar Girls which is written by Gary Barlow of Take That Fame and Tim Firth and this is the song that really is the standout from the show. It's called Dare, and this particular performance is by Gary Barlow and the girls.
heart You won't reach if you don't start Set a cause for off the chart And keep sailing fantastic show that is Gary Barlow singing with the girls the calendar girls and that is a song called dare but loads of great songs in it if you get a chance to see it anytime in the future I highly recommend it now at the end of last year I went down to the West End and had an opportunity to take in a couple of shows one of which was a time traveler's wife I didn't know what to expect from it uh, I knew one of the cast members was Tim Mahendran who we'll hear from a little later on who I'd previously seen in Anne Juliet and I also knew that uh, as well as it being a familiar story from the film, because there was a film called The Time Traveller's Wife and, of course, a book, it was also full of special effects because the main character, Henry, disappears in front of your eyes very suddenly and very abruptly. And I wondered how they were going to pull that off and uh, the people who put together Back to the Future also worked on the magic of this particular show. So I was fascinated. I went along, I sat and watched it. I squat my eyes out because it is a love story, full of emotion, and really, really loved it. I was going to take my family down to see it again and then found out that uh, at the end of February, it is ending. The show is ending. Which broke my heart, really, but I have another opportunity to go and see it in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to go and watch it again and I can't wait to see it again. So I had the chance to speak to Joanna Woodward, who is the star of the show. She plays Claire, and asked her what we could do to try to convince people to go and see it, because it, I think, and she thinks, it's a brilliant show. don't know, yeah. Invite me on here, talk to me, let's get them in. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's a beautiful piece, and I think it's both huge and epic and also very intimate and beautiful. So um, I do think it's a really worthwhile night out. It, for people who like to to feel something and be moved I mean I spoke to someone the other night who said if you've ever been in love or you want to be in love then you can't dislike it you can't it's it's a love story most people will probably be familiar with the the film uh, which was in itself amazing Mm -hmm. but now you've got a version that is on stage and I love theatre anyway Um, Joss Stone and Dave Stewart writing the fantastic music the special effects by the guy who did Back to the Future, it's got everything, this, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a bit of everything. I always say there's like 15 different geniuses on different departments working on this show, so the tech rehearsals were uh, were long, let me put it that way, because, you know, there were so many different people that needed the time to make the show run properly, and, and, and then once it went, I mean, it just it whizzes off. Um, it's really quick and really amazing, yeah. And you were there right at the beginning, weren't you? I think it started in Chester, didn't it? Yeah, we did a two and a half week run last year in Chester, beautiful Chester Story House, um, which was incredible. 
but so quick because you know we did the full rehearsal schedule and everything and then we only had I think 15 shows and then it was over and then I got the worst cold of my life because I think the pressure just dissipated um and then we yeah we waited to hear if it was coming to the west end and then in the new year we got we got the good news did you know straight away as soon as you saw the script as soon as you heard the music that this was going to be as phenomenal as I believe it is I I felt so yeah I mean obviously as an actor you're going for auditions all the time and and um and I really as soon as I got the script just fell in love with the way the script is written and then when I heard the music I just thought it was fantastic um and that just grew really on my first day of rehearsals when they were playing me all the all the songs to learn I honestly was just like oh my god every single one is amazing and I'm not just saying that I've just never been in that in that um position before where I just loved every song and they got instantly stuck in my head and I still love singing them every night I'm pretty sure I know what your favorite song is from the show but oh, really yeah um which you sing of course um but there is a song, there is a duet between father and son, which brought me to tears when I was sitting watching that, which which is also a masterpiece, isn't it? It is. It's I See Her. It's it's such a stunning song. And again, a song that I think all of us can relate to because we've all unfortunately lost someone we loved. And, um, and, and yeah, it's a beautiful moment between father and son to have a shared moment of remembering her. And you have a co-star who I know you're a great admirer of. What's it like working with the same guy over and over again and recreating that emotion and making it special for us who sit in the audience? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big story. So, But I feel very, very grateful that I have David Hunter by my side because um, we're not on our own. You know, we have got each other to, um, to, to link into and be reactive with every single night. And it always... The story is the same every night, but we try and keep it fresh between us, which is a gift in itself, really. How do you do that? <laughs> you don't, you do you ask me, I'd, I don't know. I think, you know, you've always got to come back to the truth and the truth can feel different from one day to the next. So your feeling towards a certain line can feel different or, or David might deliver something slightly differently, which makes you respond slightly differently. But as long as you're both alive in the moment, every day and being honest about how it feels it yeah it has to stay alive because there's nothing worse is there than than just saying your lines back and forth and not being reactive at all um so yeah i think because it's such an intimate relationship that actually gives us the freedom in a weird way to to reinvent it every night and we don't stop you know as you know from seeing it from the moment we step on stage you're in it so we definitely don't ever have time to stop and think about how we're going to perform something it has to be very live so, yeah, it's wonderful. I certainly don't want to get political, but we've all seen the impact of the recent play on TV about the post office, etc. And one thing that I've heard said is that theatre um, and acting it, and being dramatic and telling a story which engages people has far more of an impact than any words on a, on a piece of paper or any other way of conveying the message. Now, you are performing in the love story, so I know it's not quite perhaps as serious as that, but do you, you obviously have empathy as an actor and you want to convey um, an emotion. Yeah. Is that because it's just natural in you or is that something that you've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to do it, for sure. I've always been quite an emotional person with a lot of feelings who maybe didn't know how to channel that when I was younger and it began to come out in writing my own songs or performing songs or dreaming about performing on stage um, because it, I guess it's always been my dream to be able to help others like me that may be um, 
are struggling by giving them something to relate to and to watch and to feel connected to on stage that's that's very important to me yeah what amazes me is not only that you can reproduce your performance every night, but I know in your personal life you've had problems with your daughter. Um, and I know that there's been some good news on that recently. But how have you juggled your performance, you know, getting up on stage, smiling, going through all those emotions with what must be going on your or must have been going on your head with your daughter? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, so my daughter had brain surgery in 2021 um, and it's been a long, slow recovery since that. I think uh, in the absolute middle of the actual surgery and everything happening, I, w- I was not performing, but in hindsight, it's been a great therapy to get back on stage and again, to in the safety net of the parameters of a piece, a, a musical, to explore... Um, how I feel in different areas and and bringing the things you experience off stage into the truth of the piece. Um, I think you know it, it's dangerous to say that I use theatre as a as a tool to process things like that because at times it, it can be really really challenging. Um, even when we got the good news the other day, it was still extremely overwhelming to step on stage and to be in such an emotional piece. But um, but I just think I just think that's my my little superpower in a way is that I can connect those dots between reality and on stage and and gift that to the audience and help myself process the things I've been through as well. So, well, it's, it's great to have heard your news that your daughter is now in a much better place and you deserve that. I mean, when you go up on stage now and, and get that applause from the audience, and I've seen some of the reaction from people, perhaps the surprise by how good this show is, that must warm your heart. Oh, totally. I just think, you know, I'm always so grateful if anyone wants to come to the theatre, wants to spend, you know, times are hard right now, and spending money on the theatre is such a wonderful way to give yourself escapism for the night. So I'm always so honoured when people choose us. And then to get on your feet and clap and cheer is just, you know, the icing on, on the cake, really. And, you know, our mes- our message in the show is is love wins the day. And I think through all these hard, horrible things that are going on all over the world, that's what we have to remember is human connection in love is something that we all need to hold on to. Absolutely. If you get a, get a chance in the next few weeks to go down to the West End of London, not everybody can do that, I know. Go and watch The Time Traveller's Wife. I highly recommend it. And we'll hear more from Joanna Woodward in a future edition of Break a Leg. But one of the songs that she sings in it, her favourite, I think she mentioned it there in the interview, is a song called Masterpiece. So here it is.
Place of beauty, countryside, farming, country pursuits, outdoor sports, and hard-working folks. So the right vehicle is important, like a pickup with a three and a half ton towing capacity, plus one ton payload, huge spacious interior, heated leather seats front and rear, heated steering wheel, selectable four high, four low, and two wheel drive on a switch. Add to this a seven year, one hundred and fifty thousand mile warranty, and there is only one choice: the Sangyong Muso. A pickup born and bred to be a grafter. Available locally from Dale's Automotive at Kelbrook. Clavel Bait and Nephew Dental Practice have a highly experienced team of dental surgeons who use pioneering technology to deliver treatments for loose dentures, missing teeth, and more. And if you're looking for dental implants or even a cosmetic makeover, please come in for a consultation and discuss your options. We even have late-night appointments available. We're based in Worley, in the heart of the Ribble Valley. 
So call us today on 01254 823 221. Clavel Bait and Nephew, here to give you the smile you deserve. Do you have lower back pain, joints hurting, or are you recovering from an injury or operation? Clitheroe Cryo has already helped numerous people alleviate these and many more symptoms. So, could cryotherapy be the solution you're looking for? Located at Clitheroe Leisure and featuring a state-of-the-art cryo chamber, you could expect to recover faster, speed up metabolism, and clear up acne, psoriasis, and eczema. And the benefits don't stop there. Cryotherapy. Give it a try and see improvements after the first session and discounts available for multi-session bookings. Get in touch via our website, clitheroe-cryo.co.uk or on our social media pages. Break a leg. Brought to you by Quilly Gotti Stone and Tile. A huge range of porcelain, ceramic, mosaics, plus traditional Victorian and natural tiles. If you're looking for high-quality natural stone for your home, call 0161 480 2528 or visit uk. I'm Ian Cheeseman and you're listening to Break a Leg, all things theatrical and musical theatre. And we've already met one of the West End stars of Time Traveller's wife, Joanna Woodward, and now another, Tim Mahendron, who plays the part of Gomez. I've previously seen him in the hit musical And Juliet, which has since closed down in the West End, but is running all over the world including Broadway. Tim plays uh, this part in Time Traveller's Wife, and it was great to see him again. And before we hear from him talking about the show, uh, let's hear another song from Time Traveller's Wife, and this is one that Tim features in. It's called Damn Fool Love. I don't like this picture. Things don't add up. He's got you blinded. I can tell from the jump. That story he sold you, I come right out alive, cause I know, I know this kind of guy. No, you're totally wrong about him, he's a good guy, and I love him. Don't you see what you're saying, the excuses you make, I'm trying to tell you, he's a big mistake. With no past, there's no future, gotta look in his eye, cause I I know, I know this kind of guy, oh, it's the same old thing, you can feel it in your blood, when a lie gets under your skin, you know no one's gonna win, damn fool love, I know this is gonna sound crazy, but I think he beat the shit out of Jason in high school. That's insane. No, he didn't. I swear to God he did. I saw him do it, which means he is way older than he says he is, among other major problems. The second of which is that you are dating the wacko who put Jason in the hospital. Why are we talking about Jason? God knows what he told you, but I know who he is. God knows how it happened, but I know that was him. You'll be back on my shoulder. I'll be drying your eyes, cause I at Chelsea's party a decade ago and I still remember it. When a lie gets under your skin When a lie gets under your skin You know no one's gonna 
That's Tim Mahendran, who plays the part of Gomez in Time Traveller's Wife. Go and see it, if you're lucky enough, in the next few weeks before it uh, it finishes in London's West End. And I'll be talking in a future edition of Break a Leg to Tim about Anne Juliet. But for now, what about Time Traveller's Wife? For me, it had a massive emotional connection. Did it for him? It does, it does. I'm very lucky to be a part of it, actually. Um, And I think the beautiful... Thing about the show is that the last number of the show, we look out and see all the audience, and you can see just how much it means to everyone. Um, you know, whether you've lost someone or uh, a loved one, a relative, a partner, whatever it may be, you see how much this show means to people. And so, we're incredibly lucky to be able to go up there every night and uh, and give that to people. Can you see people crying? As I did. Yeah, you can. You can. And you know what? Actually, the best thing about it is. Um, by this, when we start the number, the final number, Love Wins a Day, you see them all crying, comforting each other and stuff like that. And then by the end of the song, two minutes later, they're all smiling and and they look joyous. So it's like, you know, we get to take them on a journey for two hours or two, two and a bit hours. Did you know that this was going to be the show that it is right from the beginning? Um, I knew it was going to be something special. I, the first time I did anything on it was in lockdown, which is a uh, script read on Zoom. And... Um, I knew that this show was going to be something. And then when we started working on it more and more, I was like, no, this is going to be really special. Did the, when you first saw the special effects, which obviously have been created by the same people who did Back to the Future, were you blown away by it like we're, we are in the audience? Completely, completely. Um, I've got to be really careful what I can and can't say. Um, but I remember I saw there's a... Um, there's a scene, the dinner party scene, um, where Claire and Henry come over to my character and, and Charisse's house. And um, there's a, an illusion in there, a disappearance from Henry. And the first time I saw that was on a phone. Chris Fisher, who's uh, head of the illusions, showed me it on his phone. And I was like, there is no way in hell that that is going to be, you're going to be able to do that on stage every night. And he was like, well, I'm, I made the, and designed the um, piece of kit that we do it with. And I was like, there is no way. And I watch it happen every night and I'm still, you know, that reaction where I have to go, what the living hell is completely normal sometimes. I'm literally like, it's actually mental. Um, and it's so good, in fact, that a lot of my family and friends that come to watch have been like, well, surely it's just a video, isn't it? They're just in a video. It's not. <clears throat> it's the most amazing piece of kit. Given that you are blown away by that, and I'm sure everybody in the audience who goes to see it will be. Yes, <laughs> This show would be misrepresentative if it was just about magic and tricks. It's about art, it's about music, it's about affection, and the people who've seen the film will have an idea of the storyline, but it is a very imaginative show, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it's about, I mean, it's hard to say cause it's about time traveling, but it's about real life, and it's about relationships, and it's about family, and... Um... You know, whether it's because someone has to go because they're time traveling or whether they're working or or other priorities in life, it's hard. Relationships can be hard. They need work and they need um, commitment and all of that. And it's basically a real life story put into a show about time travel. So that, like you said, that is the beating heart of the show is that this is a real relationship um, and facing its struggles and its hardship. How do we convince more people to go and see it? Uh, because there are, what, 34 uh, West End theatres? There is a lot of you know, demand uh, from all these different theatres to go and watch it. I personally think it's very, very special. How do we get that message out to people? Yeah, I mean, 
it, it's hard, isn't it? And I know I'm I'm a culprit for it before, where I've sort of been like, if I know a show's there, I'll always be like, well, I'll, I'll go, I will go and see it eventually. Um, I think with this show, over this last Christmas period, we've been sold out pretty much every show. And walking to Piccadilly Circus after a show, we sort of find ourselves in and amongst a lot of the crowd. Um, and he, I hear people going, that's literally the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And um, that made me cry so much. And I see reviews on like um, Twitter, oh, X, I should call it, um, and Instagram and all these things of people literally saying it's the best thing they've ever seen. Um and, you know, at the moment, tickets, there are tickets available. They are good prices. Um, and I would just say, if you're thinking, I will go and watch it, bite the bullet, just come and see what is one of the most special shows ever to grace the West End. And you just touched on something. I've always wanted to ask somebody who's in a West End show because I've seen people come out of the, as I saw you when I was down there, come out of the stage door and then within seconds just blend into the ordinary crowd. What does that feel like from your point of view when you've been up on the stage, people have given you a standing evasion and then the next minute you're anonymous again? How does that feel? It's quite nice, actually, to be honest. It's like, um, I've sort of at that time I've gone, right, we've done the show everyone's pretty exhausted by the end of a show um and so i'm just thinking let me just get home get home to uh to my girlfriend and my dog um but it's nicer because at piccadilly once you're in the tube people sort of go oh hang on a minute i've just seen you and they say lovely things i'm yet to have someone say a bad thing but you never know that day might come um but it's nice yeah it's really nice it's funny because I saw you, of course, in Anne Juliet, which we'll talk to you about in a moment or two. Uh, but we have seen that show loads of times and we were on the tube coming away from it. And uh, Miriam, who is was the main star of that show, got on the tube and was right next to us. And I thought, hang on a minute, we were just watching you on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's surreal, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And do you know what? And I remember the first time it happened to me. I was at drama school and I um, had just watched Dreamgirls. And I think it was Lily Fraser. Um, was on the tube opposite me, and I remember being like, "This is this is so surreal." So when people, when it happens to people now with me, I I always go, "I get it." I had the exact same thing. I get it. It's strange. <laughs> You've had a, a varied career, haven't you? I mean, you're a songwriter, you're a singer, you're a, you've done everything in in musical theatre. I mean, talk about triple threat. You're about a quadruple <laughs> threat, a sextuple threat, whatever you. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> What are the things that you enjoy the most then? Is it the singing? Is it is it or some of the aspects of what you do, getting the message across? Yeah, I think, well, I think for me, a lot of, you know, I've sort of certainly brought on and Julia and, and this as well, sort of for the comedy aspect of it. And I do love doing the comedy. And, um, you know, when we're writing the scenes and stuff, I sort of will suggest quite a bit and, most of the time they'll go, yeah, okay, yeah, let's have that. Um, and I enjoy doing that. Um, I would like to sort of, I would love to do something that's not comedy, just because what kind of happens is you get pigeonholed into being like, oh, you want a comedy? Okay, you got to get him, get him. Um, but I'm sure that'll come. Um, but I'm kind of at the moment, I'm writing a series at the moment. And so I think after Time Traveler's Wife, I may have a little break from theatre for a little bit um, and then inevitably another job will come up and I'll be like, yeah, sign me up for a year. Does that all happen because of you being involved in shows like Time Traveller's Wife, like Anne Juliet at the beginning when you are part of the creative process that now you've expanded into another area? 
Yeah, kind of. I think it's... Um, I was filming a series last year and I got on really well with the producer um, and we went for lunch and he's like, do you have any ideas? I said, yeah, I've got this idea. And then we kind of went from there. But I think being in the creative process for the shows at the beginning has certainly helped me and given me the ability. And sort of working with writers like David West Reed, who wrote, and Juliet, who's just amazing. Lauren Gunderson, who's amazing, wrote Time Travellers. When I'm in and around those sort of writers... I'm trying to basically take as much knowledge from them that I can so I can try and sort of put it into my work. It's not their shows. And you see yourself eventually being the leading man in a show like, and, uh, you know, in, in terms of um, Time Traveller's wife. I mean, your character is a, a secondary character, I suppose, at the moment in that show, isn't he? Yeah, he's a supporting, um, supporting actor, a supporting role. Um yeah, if the part's right, do you know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of people who may try and um, be the sort of titular role, and if you're not right for it, then you're only going to shoot yourself in the foot. Um, and I'm in no rush, and I'm sort of... I'm very happy with the supporting roles, actually. I was having a chat with someone about it, and I can't remember who it was. Um, but I'm very happy in playing those roles where you come on, sing a few songs, do a few scenes, make a few people laugh, and go sit in your dressing room for 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad it's not a bad gig and do you literally do that sit there watching I don't know what Coronation Street or something while everybody else is performing uh, yes yeah to be fair uh, or sort of chatting with Hebrew who plays Charisse or Ross who plays Henry's dad um, yeah and you know maybe FaceTime my girlfriend FaceTime my parents <laughs> catch up and then I think oh hang on I've got to go and I'll run downstairs do a scene come back up and say sorry where were we <laughs> Brilliant, Tim Mahendran, uh, giving us an insight into what it's like behind the scenes when you're watching the musical on stage, what's happening behind the scenes. Does that spoil it for you? It doesn't spoil it for me, but it just gives us a little bit of an insight into what it's really like. You'll hear the second part of that interview with Tim Mahendran in a coming uh, episode of Break a Leg, when you'll also talk about the musical that he starred in, uh, featuring music by the great Max Martin called And Juliet, which no longer runs in the West End, but certainly has been running on Broadway and all over the world and we'll be touring to Manchester in the non-too-distant future so we'll talk about that and I highly recommend, by the way, that you buy tickets to see And Juliet if you can. And here's one of the songs from And Juliet. It's called I Kissed a Girl. Of course, it's written by Max Martin, the great Swedish songwriter and this is uh, the character played by Tim called Francois singing to his love interest, I Kissed a Girl. This was never the way I planned not my intention And I got so brave Drink in hand Lost my discretion It's not what I'm used to I just want to try you on I'm curious for you Taste of her cherry chapstick I kissed a girl just to try it I hope my girlfriend don't mind it It felt so wrong, it felt so right It don't mean I'm in love tonight I kissed a girl and I liked it I liked it Us girls, we are so magical so kissable Hard to resist So touchable Too good to 
for bikers. Why? Because they offer the best prices, huge choice of stock from all the well-known brands and most importantly, epic customer service. Browse two floors crammed with anything and everything you may be looking for. Main dealer for RST and an RI service centre. So, come and have a brew, a chat, try stuff on, go home happy. Yeah, it's that easy. Visit MC Hub just off the M65 at Junction 4, Darwin Services. Signposted all the way. Or simply Google MC Hub Darwin. Take action to address the pressures affecting your physical and emotional well-being. Sarah Pate Clinical Reflexology is based at Clitheroe Leisure. Using the feet, she encourages the body and mind to rebalance, alleviating stress and naturally promoting better health. To book, visit sarahpateclinicalreflexology.co.uk or find her on social media. It's time to get away with a foldaway. Escape to the country with one of our folding mobility scooters. Here at Modern Mobility, we understand the importance of keeping your independence and enjoying days out with your family and friends. We have some of the lightest and quickest folding mobility scooters, so you don't have to miss out on anything. With easy payment options and friendly experts on hand at all times, finding your ideal scooter has never been easier. Why not visit our shop located on Castle Street or give us a call on 01200 760 006 and discover your perfect staycation scooter now. Break a leg. Brought to you by Quilly Gotti Stone and Tile. A huge range of porcelain, ceramic, mosaics, plus traditional Victorian and natural tiles. If you're looking for high quality natural stone for your home, call 0161 480 2528 or visit I'm Ian Cheeseman and this is Break a Leg, all things theatrical and musical theatre. And we're going to meet uh, George Kemp, who is starring in The Time Machine at the Lowry from the 23rd to the 27th of January in just a moment. But first, a piece of music from a great, great show. This is Anything Goes, and it's a performance by Kerry Ellis. Hope you enjoy this as much as I do. In olden days, a glimpse of stocking was looked on as something shocking, but now God knows anything goes. 
words now only used for letter words writing prose. Anything goes. If driving fast cars you like, if low bars you like, if old hymns you like, if fair limbs you like, if Mae West you like, or me undressed you like, well, nobody will oppose. When every night the set that's smartest intruding in nudist parties and studios. Girls by Kerry Ellis. Now, my next guest is George Kemp, and he's playing. Well, I won't tell you exactly the part he's going to play. I'll explain that in just a moment or two. But basically, he's in a show called Time Machine. Now, when you were growing up, like me, well, if you were like me anyway, 
um, heaven help me if you were, I was into science fiction and H.G. Wells and the Time Machine and all that, which is what started me all off. So when I saw that there was a show called Time Machine, which is based on that story, coming to the Lowry Theatre, I thought that would be right up my street. But then I found out that it wasn't quite what it seemed, which you'll find out a little bit more about in just a second from George. But it runs from the 23rd to the 27th of January. It's the Time Machine. Here's George. And when I asked him, was I expecting to see a serious telling of H.G. Wells' Time Machine? Here's how he answered me. Ian, I'm, <laughs> I'm worried that you need to um, re reassess your expectations a little bit. No, it's... I tell you what it is, is not a serious play. It is a comedy that's very funny. But you will see some time travel. You will get some science fiction bang for your buck. It's um, it's not quite the adaptation that lots of people expect. But I think if you... Um, yeah, if you want if you want to see a time machine in good working order, then you won't be disappointed there. And from what I've seen of the, uh, the production pictures, the time machine is not dissimilar. I don't know if you remember this, but Big Bang Theory had a an H.G. Wells time machine in one of their episodes, which yeah. was a, a pretty much a replica of the one that w- would have been in the book. Is that yeah. in it? Is that in the yeah, show? Yeah, it is. It is, and it's um, it's very similar to the one in the in the movie as well, isn't it? I think, um, but yeah, it is. It's a, it's a really amazing, beautiful thing. Because I'm new to the production, I asked yesterday who who made it and who you know they're incredibly talented. It's a brilliant little piece of work, and it really sells this um, the idea that it, it belonged to H.G. Wells. Uh, it was really his lecturing chair, which is a pretty key piece of the plot. And you've picked up the part that you're playing, which is uh, the grandson, I think it is, of H.G. Uh, Wells. Yeah, the great, great grandson. Yeah. Uh, and you picked that up from Dave um, Hearn, who was, uh, I, I guess, the instigator of the role, was he? And I've seen him in stuff by Mischief Theatre Company, and I'm, I'm guessing that this has got the same sort of feel to it, has it? It's like the play goes wrong, Peter Pan goes wrong. Uh, there, I, I have... Yeah, so Dave originated the role last year, and uh, I've known Dave for a really long time. So it was lovely to have a little handover with him. Actually, it was it was very warm, and um, we'd love to work together. But I don't know if there's quite space for us in the same play at the same time. Possibly quite rightly. Um, but is it similar to the kind of work that he does with mischief? I think there are moments where. Trying this theatre company trying to put on their adaptation of the Time Machine, the novel, the Time Machine. Not everything goes to plan, but it does. It does become something slightly different later. There are, yeah, there are moments certainly where where things um, things do go a bit wrong, but it, it evolves into something quite different after that, and exciting and unpredictable, and really thrilling. I think, yeah, if. Um, if you expect that the whole way through, then then it's it's got some surprises in store for you. How difficult is it in 2024 to produce something that is comedy-centric when the world is changing so rapidly that people are becoming more and more sensitive about comedy? Um, in my experience, not, not too difficult, really. I mean, the, the, the jokes in this come from... The, the characters, you know, and, and who they are and what the play puts them through. 
And so as an audience, we've got no problem laughing at these kind of slightly ridiculous people, especially my character, George Wells, who is just so full of his own <laughs> self-regard that he's, he's a really great figure of fun. I think as long as jokes are aimed in the right place, you know, then then we're all to the good. It's a, it, yeah, it is an interesting question, but but for us on this show, yeah, we don't we don't run into any trouble poking fun at these characters because they can laugh at themselves too, and they're really good friends. It's just great writing from from Steve and John, um, who have taken the idea of uh, a theatre company adapting this book and basically thrown everything they possibly could at them. You know, things uh, going wrong and these machines and, you know, it really becomes sort of life and death. It's it's sort of thrilling and really, really hilarious. I love it. It's a piece of work. It's amazing. During my show, I not only interview West End and Broadway stars and, and A-listers from all walks of theatre, but I also interview people from the Amdram world. I wonder yeah. whether you get Amdram people in the audience uh, you know, looking at what you're doing and thinking, it doesn't go like that in real life. For real. No, we're not as bad as that. <laughs> I don't know. That is, that's very fun. I don't know, you know, I, I've i never had somebody <laughs> interrupt a show like that before. But I love Amdram. That's how I cut my teeth when I just left school in Southend, where I grew up. I did loads of amazing um, work with the Southend Shakespeare Company there. And I loved it. It's how I learned all about Shakespeare. I learned from the brilliant actors in that company who also have other jobs to do. I think amateur theatre is amazing. And it's the lifeblood of, of so many regional theatres. You know, it's the spirit of what keeps some of those buildings open, as well as, you know, some of the pocket money for places like that. So I, the more amateur theatre company members in the audience, the better, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I'm going to a, a show this week, which is a pantomime, which has been written by somebody in the community. It's very, very inclusive. It's got people in there who would not normally stand on a stage. And I guess with the career that you've had and the world that you live in, you know the uh, health benefit uh, benefits, you know, mental health benefits to anybody that can convince themselves to go on a stage and perform. It, it's just such an amazing feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge and it can be... Confidence can be a bit of a dirty word sometimes because it's it's not a means to an end confidence. You know, you can't just give it to somebody. It comes from, it's a byproduct of doing other things, I suppose, feeling confident, of proving to yourself that you can stand up and talk in front of a big group, of feeling worth people's attention. And that is what things like that, community theatre, amateur theatre, theatre that belongs to the people who watch it, and that is why it's it's so vital. And yeah, people who wouldn't normally be on stage finding them themselves finding that they do have a voice and that people want to hear it. There's nothing there's nothing better than that, I don't think. I'm a massive supporter. And Essex where I come from is is has got a really thriving scene. I love the Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch as well, near nearby to me, just outside London and Essex. They're great places that that thrive on the, the local people and the culture there. You've toured the UK and, and you, you're talking about southern 
um, venues, etc. You'll be performing at the Lowry, which is such a marvellous theatre as far as I'm concerned. Um, is there a huge difference, do you think, in the country in the way that theatre is is used and, and, and watched and, and, and is part of the culture? Is it different or is it just the same everywhere, really? I think it is the same, you know. Uh, the I don't think that there never seems to be that much difference geographically in how people react. But night to night, I think audiences do have a character, like a, a, get a group of people, a big group of people in a room like that together, all watching the same thing or having the same experience. And they do start to develop a, like a sort of character of their own in audience. They, they like some things particularly they don't like other things quite so much they're a bit quiet tonight but there's a big round of applause at the end like it sort of catches the atmosphere like that so around the country i don't know if it feels that different to me i think everybody loves loves having a good laugh or loves listening to a good story we are storytellers as people aren't we humans wherever we are and so i think that that instinct stays the same and i've had amazing audiences all over the place there's nowhere i prefer more than anywhere else, I don't think. Although sometimes the further north you get, the um, the you know the the audiences can be a bit more easy with their laughter. Sometimes the you know you sort of cross that Watford gap, and people, um, yeah, people can can embrace you a bit more. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's not true. Down south, they're lovely as well. It's just <laughs> a great. It's just a great pleasure to be wherever you are. And that place that George Kemp will be, will with the time machine, will be the Lowry in Salford from the 23rd to the 27th of January. Now, it's not a musical, so I can't play a song from that particular show, so I've just picked another one called Lullaby of Broadway. You'll love this. It's from 42nd Street, which I had the great pleasure of seeing last year. It's a brilliant, brilliant show. I think you'll agree. I'm sorry. Show business isn't for me. I'm going back to Allentown. What was that word you just said? Allentown? I'm offering you a chance to star in the biggest musical Broadway scene in 20 years, and you say Allentown? Come on along and listen to the lullaby of Broadway. The hip hooray and ballyhoo. The lullaby of Broadway. The rumble of the subway train. Early in the morning, Manhattan babies don't sleep tight until the dawn. Good night, baby. Good night, milkman's on his way. Sleep tight, baby. Go! 
your weather forecast for the weekend. Another generally dry day on Saturday, although cloudier than yesterday. Some brighter periods are likely with spells of hazy sunshine. Breezy at times, but a bit milder. The chance of drizzle in some areas on Sunday, otherwise dry and occasionally bright. Maximum temperatures of 9 degrees C. Break a leg. Brought to you by Quilly Gotti Stone and Tile. A huge range of porcelain, ceramic, mosaics, plus traditional Victorian and natural tiles. If you're looking for high-quality natural stone for your home, call 0161 480 2528 or visit In this hour of all things theatrical and musical theatre, which is called Break a Leg, with me, Ian Cheeseman, we're going to concentrate on music, and in this particular hour... 
the music of the Sherman Brothers, who were the staff writers for Walt Disney for ages. They wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as well. Loads of other things, but Mary Poppins is probably the one that stands out. So before we hear some of the songs from Mary Poppins, written by the brilliant Sherman Brothers, here indeed are Richard and Robert, along with Walt Disney, singing a song which went on to be a ride at Walt Disney World, but started off at the World's Fair and, in fact, inspired the theme parks. It's called, or this little bit of it anyway, it's called A Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. But this is the Sherman Brothers and Walt themselves. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away has a dream and that's the start he follows his dream with mind and heart and when it becomes a reality it's a dream come true for you and me so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream Well, it sounds pretty good. In fact, that's just the right spirit. Our songwriters, Dick and Bob Sherman of the Walt Disney Studio. Thanks, boys. Say goodbye to the folks. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. (laughs) As I said, that's the spirit. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Because I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad My father gave me nails that tweet and told me I was bad But then one day I learned a word to say we ain't the nose The biggest word you ever heard When Dukes and Martin Rogers pass a time of day with me, I say we spread your word and move me off, we ought to do. Woo! Yes. One night I said it to me girl, and now me girl's me wife. Oh, and a lovely thing she is too. <laughs> She's In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun. And snap! The job's a game. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree. It's very clear to see. 
the Sherman Brothers here on Break a Leg. We heard Walt and the brothers together singing, then supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and a spoonful of sugar. But there's so many great, great songs in this. In a moment you'll hear Feed the Birds, which was Walt Disney's favourite song. Play it, he used to say to the Sherman Brothers on a Friday night, and they did. But just before Feed the Birds, 
is Jolly Holiday. I did a glorious die, right as a morning in mine. I feel like I could fly. Now, Bert, none of your larking about. Have you ever seen the grass so green or a bluer sky? Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Mary makes your heart so light. You haven't changed a bit, have you? When the day is grey and ordinary, Mary makes the sun shine bright. Oh, honestly. Oh, happiness is blooming all around her. The daffodils are smiling at the dove. When Mary holds your hand, you feel so grand. Your heart starts beating like a big brass band. You are lightheaded. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. No wonder that it's Mary that we love. Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. When the day is grey and ordinary, Mary makes the sun shine bright. Oh, happiness is blooming all around her. The daffodils are smiling at the dove. When Mary holds your hand, you feel so grand. Your heart starts beating like a big brass band. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. No wonder that it's Mary that we Jolly holiday with you, Bert. 
gentlemen like you are few. A vanishing breed, that's me. Though you're just a diamond in the rough bed, underneath your blood is blue. Common knowledge. You'd never think of pressing your advantage. Forbearance is the hallmark of your creed. True. A lady needn't fear when you are near. Your sweet gentility is crystal clear. Oh, it's a jolly holiday with you, Bert. A jolly, jolly holiday with you. It's true that Mivis and Sybil have ways that are winning, and Prudence and Gwendolyn set your heart spinning. Phoebe's delightful, Maud is disarming. Janice? Felicia? Lydia? Charming. Cynthia's dashing, Vivian sweet, Stephanie smashing Priscilla a treat. Veronica? Millicent? Agnes? And Jane? Convivial company, Diamond again. Dorcas and Phyllis and Glynis are sorts. I'll agree with three jolly good sports, but cream of the crop, dip of the top, it's very poppins and there we stop. Early each day to the steps of St. The little old bird woman comes In her own special way To the people she calls Come by my bags full of crumbs Come feed the little birds Show them you care And you'll be glad So bare, all it takes is tuppence from you. Feed the birds, tuppence a bag, tuppence, tuppence, tuppence a bag. Feed the birds. That's what she cries While overhead Her birds fill the skies All around the cathedral The saints and apostles Look down as she sells her wares Although you can't see it You know they are smiling Each time
wonderful song feed the birds and we can't finish this little section on mary poppins without my personal favorite which is let's go fly a kite with tuppence for paper and strings you can have your own set of wings with your feet on the ground you're a bird in flight with your fist holding tight to the string of your kite oh let's Fly a kite up to the highest height. Let's go fly a kite and send it soaring up through the atmosphere, up where the air is clear. Oh, let's go fly a kite. When you send it flying up there. All at once you're lighter than air You can dance on the breeze over houses and trees With your fist holding tight to the string of your kite flag in Chatburn. Here you'll find a team of friendly mechanics who offer advice on any issues and can even plug into your vehicle and diagnose any blinking lights on your dash or find those knocks and rattles. Whatever it may be, we're sure to find it. With payment assist, those unexpected repair bills can be paid off in four interest-free payments. So you can be on your way in no time with no worries. Ribble Valley Checkered Flag, Chatburn. Find us on Facebook at Ribble Valley Checkered Flag or give us a call on 01200 441 for any queries. Visit Border Supplies Gisborne. More than just a welding and engineering supply store. Stocking an extensive range of steel, ironmongery, fixing and fasteners, hand tools, power tools, workwear and gases. From leading brands such as BOC, Milwaukee, Teng Tools, Matabo, Stanley, Mugboot, Dickies and much more. Visit us at Pendle Mill, Mill Lane, Gisborne. Or call our industry specialists on 01200 400 988. At Border Supplies, we're getting you on top of your job. So, you've been wondering what's going on at Greenacre Street in Cullerow? There's a new name for Honda and it's Marshall. 
same location, same smiling faces, same great service. We've also just added other lakes and models to our huge vehicle showroom. So when you're thinking of a new vehicle, think Marshall Honda. Contact us now on 01200 857 951. Marshall, the new name for Honda in Blackburn and Cutheroe. Break a leg. Brought to you by Quilly Gotti Stone and Tile. A huge range of porcelain, ceramic, mosaics, plus traditional Victorian and natural tiles. If you're looking for high-quality natural stone for your home, call 0161 480 2528 or visit uk. We're celebrating the music written by the Sherman Brothers, one of which Richard is still alive, he's 95, his brother Robert has passed away and I had the great privilege of being in Disney last summer when uh, Richard had just celebrated his 95th birthday and he walked past me. Um, He's not that slick on his feet anymore but he walked past me and I was able to say to him, thanks for all your great music Richard and he thanked me for thanking him. But just to have that little bit of contact with such a legendary songwriter was amazing for me. And in a coming couple of weeks from now, right here on Break a Leg, another one of my heroes, if not my ultimate music writer of musicals, which is the great Alan Menken, will be my guest right here on Break a Leg. So remember that and make sure you stay tuned every week to hear that interview when it comes up. But now as we continue to celebrate the music of the of the Sherman Brothers, here are some songs from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which of course wasn't a Disney film. It felt like it should be. It was written by uh, Cubby Broccoli, the man who did all of the James Bond films. And this is the title track to begin with, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. What a funny noise it's making. Well, she's only talking. Talking? Yes, all engines talk to you, especially when you get to know them. What's it saying? She's saying... Chitty, 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 chitty. Bang, bang! Chitty, 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 bang, bang. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Oh, you. Pretty, chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. We love you. Truly? Rather. Let's go for a picnic. A picnic? By the seaside. All right, hop in. Drive, Daddy, drive. Well, you've got to say please to Chitty first. Please. Oh, you. Pretty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we love you. And our Pretty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang loves us too. High, low, anywhere we go, on Chitty Chitty we depend. Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, our fine for fender friend. Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, our fine for fender friend. You're uncategorical A fuel-burning oracle A phantasmagorical machine You're more than spectacular To use the vernacular You're wizard, you're smashing You're king Chitty-bang-bang, chitty-chitty-bang-bang Chitty-bang-bang, chitty-chitty-bang-bang 
What makes the battle worth the fighting? What makes the mountain worth the climb? What makes the question worth the asking? The reason was the wrong. Exactly. To me, the answer's clear. It's having someone near, someone dear. Someone to care for, to be there for. I have you too. Someone to do for, muddle through for. I have you too. Someone to share joy or despair with, whichever betides you. Life becomes a chore unless you're living for someone to tend to, be a friend to. I have you too. Someone to strive for, stay alive for. I have you too. Could be we three and get along so famously, 'cause you too. Have me, and I have you too, too. Someone to care for, to be there for. I have you too. Someone to do for, muddle through for. I have you too. Someone to smile once in a while with. Whenever you're lonesome, I've a happy lot. Considering what I've got, but couldn't do more than you do for your poor father. Things go asunder, and I wonder why you bother. Could be, could be we three. We And I have you too, too. Excuse me, sir. What do you want now? Don't waste your pucker on some all-day sucker, and don't try a toffee or cream. If you seek perfection in sugar confection, well, there's something new on the scene: a mouthful of cheer, a sweet melodia, a musical morsel supreme. Toot, toot, sweet, toot, sweet. The candies you whistle, the whistles you eat. Toot, sweet, toot, sweet. The eatable, tweetable treat. Yes, Daddy. Toot, sweet, toot, sweet. The toot of the flute with the flavor of fruit. Toot, sweet, toot, sweet. No longer need candy feet mute. Don't waste your pucker on some all day sucker. And don't try toffee or cream. If you see perfection in sugar confection, well, there's something new on the scene. Sweet, sweet, sweet. A bonbon to blow on at last has been found. Sweet, sweet, sweet. With eatable, tweetable sound. No, take that buck away. Father, please. He likes it. I think he likes it. Their values intrinsic. Surpass any mint stick. Oh, marshmallow mouthful, you munch. The licorice is chewy. And gumdrops are gooey. And chocolate. That sugary fife.
songs in this Chitty Chitty Bang Bang all written by the Sherman Brothers Toot Sweets U2 Chitty Chitty Bang Bang we've got Truly Scrumptious and Doll on the Music Box coming up but this one of course also starred Dick Van Dyke just like Mary Poppins and this is his song The Old Bamboo Oh well that's all I need Folk dancing
pop jar. Gingerbread men have a gingerbread sound. We found sugar plum, cinnamon, and lemon tart. Tell you what they are right from the start. And your name does the same for you. By coincidence, truly scrumptious. You're truly, truly scrumptious. Scrumptious. Scrumptious from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and we finish with Doll on a Music Box. All this music is written by the Sherman Brothers.
You're truly, truly scrumptious Scrumptious as a cherry peach parfait When you're near me It's so delicious Honest, truly You're the answer to my wishes Truly scrumptious Though I may seem presumptious Never, never, ever goes away My heart beats so unruly Because I love you truly honest Truly I do 6.7 Ribble FM. Do you live in the Ribble Valley? Are you looking for the longest established school uniform supplier in the area? Then visit Ribble Valley Supplies, just off Wellgate near Swales's Cafe. They make it easy for you to find what you need. A stock is arranged in school and size order. Everything is embroidered in-house, meaning they can provide a swift professional service and have experienced staff on hand to help when needed. Ribble Valley Supplies, the easy choice for all things school uniform. Looking for a reliable, trustworthy skip hire service? A1 Skip Hire is here for all your waste management needs. Family run for over 20 years, ensuring your waste is handled responsibly and efficiently. Offering a wide range of skips to suit your every need. Whether you're clearing out your garage, renovating your home or managing construction waste. And because we care about our beautiful planet, all of your waste is processed at our fully licensed recycling plant. Maximum recycling and minimum landfill. Serving the entire Ribble Valley and Blackburn with Darwin. We're local and we're ready to help you manage your waste the right way. Here are the numbers to call for the Ribble Valley 01200. 360-035 and for Blackburn with Darwin 01254 391 616 Premier Chadburn Village Store does exactly what it says on the tin a local convenience store run by local people that offers the cheapest 24-7 pay at the pump fuel comprehensive range of groceries and we're also a pay zone provider for bill payments and mobile top-ups open from 6am until 9pm we're here when you need us Chadburn Village Store open when you need us most Break a leg. Brought to you by Quilly Gotti Stone and Tile. A huge range of porcelain, ceramic, mosaics, plus traditional Victorian and natural tiles. If you're looking for high quality natural stone for your home, call 0161 480 2528 or visit quilligottystoneandtile.co.uk. I'm Ian Cheeseman and this is Break a Leg, all things theatrical and musical theatre, celebrating the great music of the Sherman brothers, Richard and Robert Sherman. And as well as saying, uh, writing songs, for films, they also have written many of the songs that are familiar if you've ever been to a Disney theme park. I'll give you an example. This is the one that they call an earworm, the one that sticks in your head as you go around a little boat and all the dolls are singing away. You know the one, if you've been there, it's called It's a Small World.
great pieces of music that you wouldn't necessarily know the name of the writers for, but they are the Sherman Brothers. It's a small world, Winnie the Pooh. Ben Knobs and Broomsticks was another one they wrote for, The Age of Not Believing. When you rush around in hopeless circles Searching everywhere for something true You're at the age of not believing When all the make-believe is through When you set aside your childhood heroes And your dreams are lost upon a shelf You're at the age of not believing And worst of all you doubt yourself You're a castaway when no one hears you On a barren isle in a lonely sea Where did all the happy endings go? Where can all the good times be? You must face the age of not believing Doubting everything you ever knew Until at last you start believing There's something wonderful in you You're a castaway where no one hears you On a barren isle in a lonely sea Where did all the happy endings go? Where can all the good times be? You must face the age of not believing Doubting everything you ever knew Until at last you start believing There's something wonderful in you Long before the old Model T Round about the turn of the century Folks discovered a barrel of fun by the light of the sun Smile, hug, look at the camera Hold your breath and say cheese Cheese, little did they realize back then They were making memories no memories Faces and happy places 
I do love that piece of music. It used to be at the entrance of Captain EO, which was the Michael Jackson ride, if you like, or 3D film that was at Epcot in uh, Disney World, of course, in Florida. Two more songs to go. A full version now of There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow that you heard from Walt and the Sherman Brothers themselves a little earlier, and then something very special. It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away
that song, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow, written by the Sherman Brothers, sort of started things off in terms of theme parks for Walt Disney. But here's one that is particularly appropriate and is a lot newer. It's written by Richard Sherman. And when Walt was growing up in Marcelin, Missouri, he used to love watching the fireworks go off. And so at his theme parks, he always ends with a big firework display. And just recently, in the last few years, actually, Richard wrote a song called A Kiss Goodnight, which is a celebration of that great ending to the day at Walt Disney World. Hope you enjoy this. If you're in a show this week, if you're in rehearsals, or you're just going to watch one, break a leg. See you next time. Just close your eyes 